What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am this little chemical. This is your Monday show. We're back to more of the traditional format that we usually have uh, after a few weeks. I want to say, must, actually, all of October, except for this week, uh, has been just different aspects we've been touching on. We're still going to stay on that the rest of the year just because um, we have my final thoughts on the... the, the the Rising of Nitro, the, the audiobook I listened to. Also, another audiobook I listened to was Sean Oliver's audiobook. I have a lot of thoughts on that. I want to tell you guys my thoughts on that and why you guys should listen to it. I actually still have some audiobooks that I don't <laughs> My schedule just keeps constantly changing and evolving, unfortunately. It's fortunate, but it's unfortunate. Just to, I need stability, and hopefully I get, hopefully I get less crazy um, with this new schedule coming up. But, um... Yeah, I, I, I was listening, I, I was actually in the middle of listening to uh, Brian Gewart's audiobook, so I have thoughts on that too, but I'm going to wait until I listen to the whole thing, because it's pretty short, it's only like nine hours. Um, but anyways, let's get to it. So, we have not done this in a while, I'm going to touch on WWE first, because there's a lot of things I want to say on AEW more so than WWE. Um... First of all, Roman Reigns is not scheduled for the Survivor Series. His next scheduled title defense is the Royal Rumble. That's true. That is ridiculous and hilarious at the same time. We know he's defending the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship against LA Knight. He's not losing that title next Saturday. But that means we won't see this motherfucker for two months. Dude, once I get his schedule... You won't ever hear from my light-skinned ass again. I promise you people that. Uh, Good for him. Uh, Survivor Series is nothing official yet, but War Games has been pitched around, and it looks like they're going to go to it, but nothing has been announced as of right now. Um, They need to announce it soon, I would assume, right? But what do I know? Gunthar reaches 500 days as Intercontinental Champion. No one's going to break this fucking record. Jesus Christ. And during... SmackDown. Roman Reigns is coming out for his contract signing with LA Knight, and Roman Reigns got cut off from LA Knight, and LA Knight just walked past him and didn't even acknowledge him. That, look here, the guy's is turning into a megastar. LA Knight is. And I hope this loss doesn't derail him. Um, but where does he go from here now? You know, it's like the first time in a very long time where like all the titles are like, legitimately spoken for. And so it's one of those things where it's just like, I, I know where it could lead, though, but I'll talk about that in my crown jewel predictions. And we'll get off of WWE for one second. NWA has two TV deals with a top 20 network. One is set to be a reality TV show that's already been filming, and the other will be set to be NWA Power, which uh, will be not be live. It will be taped as it always is. So back to... WWE real quick, because I didn't want to forget that news note. Crown Jewel, the annual Saudi show in November, 
and this is the matches that we have as of, have a, as of right now. I'm not coming back on this week to do it. I will be dropping two episodes. So, essentially, Saturdays are my day, a day where I just kind of get to chill. So, I'm going to watch Crown Jewel. I will do a show that day and drop drop it, and you will still get a Monday show. Um, what that Monday show will be, I'm thinking, is going to be my final thoughts on the Nitro book. But we'll see. But you're definitely getting a review of this show. And so here's my predictions. EO Sky versus Bianca Belair for the Women's Championship. I'm going with EO Sky. John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. I see a lot of people picking Solo in this match, but Cena has said that he is not, and this is true, he has not won the televised single match in five years. I, I'm going with Cena to get one more. I'm sure Solo will get it back and send him on his way, but I, I think Cena's going to get this win here. Cody versus Damian Priest. I got Cody. No, I got Damian Priest for him. Rey Mysterio defending the United States Championship against Logan Paul. Here's my thoughts on this. I think Logan Paul will win this United States Championship, and the person he's going to lose it to at WrestleMania next year, L.A. Knight. Roman Reigns versus L.A. Knight for the WWE Championship. Roman Reigns will retain. Rhea Ripley defending her title in a five-way match. Um, I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley, considering I think the match they're going with at WrestleMania is her, and Becky, it's her versus Becky. And Becky just lost the NXT Championship to Lyra Valkyrie this past week, which I don't think I had that on my bingo card, but congratulations to her. And finally, Drew McIntyre will get a WWE World Heavyweight Championship match against Seth Rollins. I have Seth Rollins winning and retaining. Those are your predictions there. Let's talk about AEW. Something we did not and have not talked about is Sting announcing his retirement. He said he came into AEW at Revolution. He is leaving out at 2024 Revolution. And so Tony Gunn, the following week, this past week, brought him a gift of Ric Flair. And Ric Flair will be around until March. He's only around for Sting's going away tour. Um, Christian came out and Christian is a menace fucking society. And I love every second of it. It's so fucking amazing. Um... He just, he's, dude, let me tell you something. He's on point here. He's just, and I, it's funny because, man, we got, a, I got a lot of feedback after uh, my show with JT. And a lot of people were not happy with JT. <laughs> uh, look here, it's his opinion. And you have your opinion, which you told me. And I, I tend to agree with JT's take more because... Even when I remember what JT said to me when we were when we were talking on it was I think it was I think we were texting on Instagram Messenger, and I remember vividly him saying that was the first thing he said, and I was like, Crap. I'm like I did not see that coming. Like what? Okay, where is this conversation now going? And made me want to know more. And man, I was I I want to know all of and JT, I, I agree with everything he said. And the thing that we have to come to the conclusion on is if you're Edge, or Edgehead, Edge fan, Christian is, this is the opposite of WWE. Christian is the man here. Edge can still do great things, but Edge is, the same way Christian would take, take a backseat to Edge in WWE, Edge has taken a backseat to, to Christian, because Christian is doing some of the best work of his career. If not the best work of his career. It's just fantastic. Um, but I want to talk about Sting's top ten moments, in my opinion. And this, this will span uh, all of his promotions he's been with. So, in no particular order. Uh, his WWE, WWE debut, excuse me, 
I still think it was one of the best well-done debuts. They didn't stick the landing right. They definitely did not stick the landing. But, man, the takeoff was great. Sting was awesome. And that whole match was awesome. I actually watched that back recently. It was fantastic. I think that's one of his top ten moments of his entire career. Number two was beating Ric Flair for the world title for the first time. The backstory on this was Sting was supposed to win the title like a year earlier. And what ended up happening was he tore his ACL because I think they had some, wasn't like the RoboCop gimmick they were doing or K, it was a cage gimmick and he tore his ACL. And that's where the famous story of Ric Flair refusing to drop the title to Lex Luger camp comes in because Sting was promised a title. And uh, I think it was Jim Hurd said, hey, you're dropping the title to Luger now. And he said, no, we promised the belt to Sting. I will only lose it to Sting. And sure enough, as soon as Sting came back, the first thing Flair did was drop the belt to Sting. Uh, he didn't have it long. I think Flair won it back like eight months later. Um, unfortunately for Sting, Sting, he wasn't as big of a draw as a champion as they thought he would be. I placed that as him just not having viable challengers. If you look at the people that challenged him during that that run, it was not. It was awful, you know. Um, but that is, that's the whole story. I mean, he was supposed to win it, and he ended up winning it anyway. And it, it was not their best match, but it was a memorable match. I give number three his AEW debut. If I had to rank these, I definitely would make this like number ten, because I don't think I, I, I don't I didn't see it coming. I don't know if anyone saw that coming. And to see Sting 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 Sting, uh, it was uh, back back on the Superstation and the snow falling. I, and then if you look at what he did in that that moment, he came out to the ring. You had Cody, him face to face with Cody. And face to face with Dustin, and face to face with Arn Anderson, and then he face to face with Darby Allen, and it was so, it was it was so Sting was so mysterious, and it was just like yo, like what what is this? What the hell? Like, and, and it was like what does this mean? Because he was retired, you know. We saw what happened to him in his last match at the, at that time, so I, I didn't know what they were bringing him in for, you know. Number four, it, him turning to the Crow Sting, now. If you listen to if you listen to Guy Evans Nitro book, the the lore in the in the mystery or the lore or the story that's been told from Sting to Nash to Scott Hall has been that Scott Hall was the one that gave Sting the crow gimmick. Well, this is the first I've ever heard of this, but in the Nitro book, and I talk I'll talk about this in another time, but in more depth, but there was a gentleman that said, no, I was one who talked Sting into doing it. He said, I, and, I, and when he was talking to Guy Evans, he said, hey, I, I will remember if I had a conversation with Scott Hall about it, but I, me and Scott Hall never spoke. I, I went to Sting with some drawings I had. It was, a, it was an artist who just had these ideas of what Sting can do when he comes back. And he has put his name, he said, he, look here, I don't know what's true and what's fake, but he said that, yeah, I was the one who gave him the Sting, crow, the, the sting gimmick, or the Crow gimmick. I thought it was interesting, but it was a much needed change, and it was a part of the evolution of Sting, which he has continued to do for close to 40 years. Number five is bittersweet, but it's him, the, him defeating Hulk Hogan at Starcade in 97 at one of the most ridiculous moments of all time, one of the most selfish acts in Hogan's career, who didn't want, he didn't want Sting to go over eventually, but at the end of the day, he did, he ended up losing, but Sting, this was the highest selling pay-per-view of WCW's history. And it was built on a year and a half of Sting being just terror- terrorizing the NWO. And now you have this moment where he finally gets a world championship match against Hogan. 
Um, he ends up getting the win. The match was very lackluster. We're not going to get into all that, but I still think it was a top, top moment because it kind of solidified him being the savior of the WCW. Six, Joker Sting. I don't know. I don't remember the uh, the origins of Joker Sting. I remember seeing him. Hop, I remember just randomly seeing him hop around. And I was like, is that, that, that Sting? And I wasn't watching much TNA at the time. Now you guys are not mad at me anymore. For, I could say TNA against because they're going by TNA. They've always been TNA, you dumb fucks. Um, but he, I just saw him jumping around. I said, what the hell is this? Matter of fact, Impact has a, um, has a video up of the origins of it. I might actually check it out. It's like a three-hour video. Um, so I had to find the time. But yeah, I, 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 I started watching it more than I, I really enjoyed the Joker Sting. I still enjoy it. I think it was another part of the evolution of Sting. Number seven, Kurt Angle, Bound for Glory, TNA Championship. I call it the Bat Match. So in this match, they had was had they were having a classic match for the for what it was at the time, and the the uh, the moment was supposed to be Kurt Angle takes a bat and swings that Sting, and Sting catches the bat. Well, Sting caught the bat, but the bat broke and nailed him right in the face. And Sting's busted, and Sting completely no-sold it. And Kurt Angle's face was just like, what the hell is this guy on? It was a fantastic visual. It was clearly a mistake. And it was it was just, it was, boom. It was a chef's kiss to, to that particular match. I, I really enjoyed it. Number eight, War Games 92, Sting Squadron versus the Dilly Alliance. I actually watched this match for the first time. Uh, some months ago, it was when it was uh, the match of the month. Uh, so maybe back in the, I think early springtime. It's in the archives. Just check it out. Um, this was actually a great fan. This was actually a great match, and I actually enjoy. I would recommend highly, if you guys, I, I would make an, I recommend it. I really would. Um, but this was the start of the beginning of the end of the Daily Alliance as they lost this match, but Sting Squadron got the victory, and they're. <laughs> I heard someone else say this. They said don't, they don't make war games matches like that anymore. My first thought was, no, they don't. And that's probably for the best in certain certain situations. Number nine, Sting leaves WCW hanging at Fall Brawl 96. Sting, when NWO first showed up, it was a fake Sting, who you could tell was the fake fucking Sting, attacking people. And, and Luger and the Steiners and uh, the Horsemen just shitted on Sting. They just completely 100% shitted on Sting. And they could they said they couldn't trust him. So now the fake Sting comes out during war games, starts beating them up, and now the real Sting comes out. Sting is not Crow Sting yet. He's still Surfer Sting. And Sting comes out and beats up all the NWO by himself. And Luger looks at him and looks like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Sting says, you believe me now? You could stick it. And he leaves. And WCW ends up losing that War Games match, and they lost a vital part, the war against the NWL. It was a, it was a great moment. It was drama. Love it. And finally, number ten, Sting and DDP have a classic. So DDP had just won the title like two weeks prior, and they have this match, and Sting and DDP go out and have a really good match. DDP is going for a diamond cutter. Sting holds the rope. And locks in the Scorpion Death Drop and pins and beats DDP. And then, later the night, Sting's now the new champion. DDP gets the belt back. And apparently, according to Sting, that was a Dusty Rhodes call. 
because um, they ended up having a three-way match later on that night, and DDP ended up becoming a two-time champion. Um, but apparently that was a Dusty Rhodes call, but that first match was pretty freaking fantastic. So um, I thought those, I thought that was appropriate. Um, I thought it was fun just to do it. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's move on. And the most random announcement of all time. Now, I'm so glad I got to see it. Tony Khan announces that Orange Cassidy will team with Kazuchika Okada versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson, and Claudio Castagnoli. It was a great tag team match. <coughs> uh, I love how when they do the Rainmaker pose with the camera, he does it and he, he's like, he has his arms out. And then uh, Orange Cassidy hugs him. And I love the call from uh, Excalibur. He was like, "Oh, it's a rainmaker." Yeah, God, I love it. I, I, I just thought it was funny. This was a fun. This was a fun match. Uh, Okada nails the rainmaker after Orange Cassidy hits an orange punch on Brian. Supposedly, he has a, a bruised orbital bone. I'm assuming it's a worked uh, injury. Um, and it was. It was. I thought it was a fantastic match with Claudio pinning Orange Cassidy, and now he's the number one contender for the international title. Um, this, this upcoming week, I'm not, I'm assuming Orange is going to win, but, um, I thought this was fun. This was a hell of a great announcement for the people in Kentucky. If I, dude, I'm, I'm not far from Kentucky. I would have driven if I would have known ahead of time. Uh, they definitely got me with the WWE booking here, but, um, I'm assuming this is only leading to Brian versus Okada at the Tokyo Dome in, in January. I'm assuming that's what this, this leads to. That's just, that's my speculation. And one of the most uh, uh, sinister moments in AEW history, Swerve Strickland with the Prince Nana shirt on. And I did see, yes, I did see MJF doing the Prince Nana dance in the picture. That's just hilarious. He has a Prince Nana shirt on. He breaks into Hangman Adams' house, and he talks to his kid with the, in the baby crib. I'm like, in the way Swerve did it, was so scary, was so sinister. I was like, yo, this is, I didn't see it. I didn't see it first. You know, I just got home. As soon as I got home, the main event was on. And Jonathan Nestor was like, yo, did you, did you see that swerve segment? I was like, nah, I'll watch it later. And I saw it uh, the very next day. And I was like, this is crazy. That shit was fire, though. Uh, I'm looking forward to that that number that that, that, that second match which I'm, ha- I'm assuming is gonna happen at full gear. On Collision, LFI returns to brawl with the House of Black. The House of Black returned two weeks ago. They're in feuds with FTR, the Blackpool Combat Club, and now L- LFI. So like there's it's so many different directions. I I love it because you can get so many different matches out of this. And also, think about this. Look at MJF now. MJF just defended the AEW World Heavyweight Championship against Kenny Omega in a great TV match. He gets the victory. Um, he still doesn't have the physical belt as Jay White has. He's going to get it back at the pay-per-view. But he literally has Wardlow looking out for him. He has Samoa Joe saying, hey, I'll have your back. I want a shot at the World Championship again. There's no rest for the weary. I'm. This has been. I still. I'm still enjoying it. But the fact that now you have House of Black in here and so many possibilities of where they can go. I'm so looking forward to this. Uh, also, the thing I, I enjoy the most about Collision 
is Miro keep attacking? He keeps just keeps attacking potential clients of CJ uh, Perry's, and like how uh, Nemeth, Ryan Nemeth, was like knocking on the door, and like you just see his face is like, oh, is CJ here? And Miro's like, yeah, yeah, sure, come on in. And he brings him in and beats the hell out of him. I just, I think it's hilarious. Um, but I, I just, and it's it's gonna lead to something to where she's gonna eventually get someone who's not gonna be afraid of him, and it's gonna lead to a, a long term feud. I, I just don't know who that person is. Oh yeah, and Ar Fox and Jay White had a fire match on Collision. You guys should check that out. It was fire. And finally, AEW continues to tease who's under the Devil's Mask. I have no clue, and I actually don't care to know until the reveal is whoever it's going to be. Um, and I'm okay with that. I, I think it's, a, it's 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 good. I think whoever is under the mask is going to cost Jay White that championship match at Full Gear. So, I'm looking forward to seeing who that is. So, anyways, that is your match. Oh, actually, I should have month. That is, uh, is on my mind. That is your Monday show. Check me out on Wednesday where we, where we talk about Loki episode four. And also check out this Sunday, the match of the month. Another full week. And also, Saturday, I will be doing a review of Crown Jewel. It will come out Saturday, some point in time in the evening. Check me out. I see things a little differently. Follow, subscribe, leave your Q&As on Spotify. Keep bringing uh, the show. It's great. Appreciate you guys. I'm Slow Chemical, and we are out.